0: Somebody. Hey, now, hey, now, hey, now, and uh, hey, now, welcome to Over the Line Hot Takes episode number five or six or seven or something. It's July the 20th, 2023. Andrew McLean here with you yet again. Thank you for joining us as I have several things to break down today. As you know, my day was a little wacky for those of you that listen on the radio. Uh, but nonetheless, if you watch this podcast and don't know anything about the radio show, Talk995.com, you can listen to us live, 12 to 2 Central Time. Or go to our website, it's in the bio, andrewmcleanhoo.com, andrewmcleanhoo.com, buttons and links to listen live and everything else. Uh, it's all right there, and you need to be checking that out, because that's where we uh, we make the magic happen. So, A lot going on. A lot going on over the past 48 hours. And some of it we discussed yesterday. We discussed some of the Hunter Biden hearings at length. And then this morning, as of July the 20th, we had another hearing. And it was with RFK Jr., who was discussing censorship. He is the new Donald Trump when it comes to censorship, it seems. Because his views don't align with Those of the left, but in particular, one of the most powerful forces in the entire world, his views don't line up with Big Pharma. And if you don't line up with Big Pharma, Big Pharma will come after you. Some of the most powerful people in the world have been taken down by Big Pharma. James O'Keefe booted off of Project Veritas, a company, an organization that he founded because of Big Pharma. Big Pharma. Tucker Carlson and Fox News. You can guarantee that Big Pharma had a hand in that. Getting Tucker Carlson booted. Now here's RFK Jr. From the famous Kennedy family. A a legacy like no other, especially in American politics. And he is a victim of Big Pharma. Because guess what? Nobody is questioning and pushing back on Big Pharma quite like RFK. Now, he's a Democrat, and for those of you that are conservative like myself, you probably don't agree with him on a whole lot of stuff. But at the end of the day, and on some of the core issues, this guy is actually standing up for what's right. And it's hard to say that you're siding with a Democrat on particular issues, but that's actually the case all of a sudden. Because the left has moved hard left. I mean hard left. We're going to get into that in a moment. First, let me tell you about my boys out at Forge. Let me pull out my fancy sign. Forge out on 280, baby. You see it right here, 4673 Highway 280 East, 205 8749010 Proud sponsors of Over the Line. Make sure you check those guys out. Uh, They are the OGs. They've been with us forever, literally, for the existence of this podcast, the existence of... um. ...of the radio show, they have been with us. You got vape needs, Delta-8, CBD, all legal stuff. That's the place to get it if you're in Birmingham. So check that out. And Tony and Amy, the owners, would tell me... ...if you're listening or watching this and you're not in Birmingham... ...just go to a vape store, get off them cigarettes... ...if you're smoking cigarettes. It's a little lesson for you. So, RFK, he had about a 10-minute opening monologue... ...not monologue, but an opening statement... And I wanted to play you a portion of it. There's no point in me playing you 10 minutes of it, obviously. But I think the first minute or two was very important. It needs to be heard by as many people as possible. So check this out.
1: I want to put aside my written statement for a moment and address one of the uh, points that was brought up. I think an important point by the ranking member that this body ought to be concerning itself with the... uh, with issues that impact directly the American people, the rising price of groceries, 76% over the past two years were basic food stuff, uh, the war in Ukraine, the inflation issues, the border issues, many, many other issues that concern us all as a nation. We can't do that without the First Amendment, without debate. Uh, when I gave my speech, my announcement speech in Boston, two months ago, YouTube, I I talked about all those issues. I focused on grocery, I focused on the fact that working class people can no longer afford to live in this country. I talked about inflation, all the issues that deeply concern you, and that you've devoted your career to alleviating those issues. Five minutes into my speech, when I was talking about Paul Revere, YouTube, deplatformed me I didn't talk about vaccines in that speech I didn't talk about anything that was a verboten subject I just was talking about my campaign and things the conversation that we ought to be having with each other as Americans but I was shut down and that is why the first amendment is important debate congenial respectful debate is the it's the fertilizer, it's the water, it's the sunlight for our democracy. We need to be talking to each other. Now, this is a letter and many of you signed, many of my fellow Democrats. I've spent my life in this party. I've devoted my life to the values of this party. This, 102 people signed this. This itself is evidence of the problem that this hearing was convened to address. This is an attempt to censor a censorship hearing. The, the the charges and as and and by the way, censorship is antithetical to our party. It was it was appalling to my father, to my uncle, to FDR.
0: How about that? It's antithetical to the Democrat Party to censor, not only censor, but you're censoring a hearing about censoring that letter that he has there, was signed by a plethora of Democrats that said, we demand that this hearing not take place. We demand that RFK Jr. not have a platform here in the Congress, here in this committee hearing, because he puts out misinformation and disinformation. We don't want him to be able to talk. And you know, when there's a group of people saying that, there's another group of people that don't know, that shouldn't be able to talk. That's usually not a good sign. It never works out. And RFK Jr. pointed that out as he goes along in his speech that if you look back at history, you can never find a situation where it's like, oh yeah, that group of people over there that was censoring people, yeah, those turned out to be the good guys. Never, ever happens. A
1: government that can censor its critics as license for every atrocity. It is the beginning of totalitarianism. There's never been a time in history when we look back and the guys who were censoring people were the good guys. All of us grew up reading Arthur Kessler, Robert Heinlein, Aldous Huxley, George Orwell, And they were all saying the same thing. Once you start censoring, you're on your way to dystopia and totalitarianism.
0: Yep. And that's common sense. I mean, we we all know that. We've all known that. And we've known that for a while. We've talked about it time and time and time again. But yet, here we are. And I think, as as I sit back and I analyze a lot of this stuff, I, I try to piece together And this is just kind of my worldview and the way I I, I look at things piece together how we got to where we are in any given situation. So in this one in particular, I can't help but think, hey, how how did we get here from a Democrat party full of liberals who were total absolute free speech, absolute free will, get the government out of my business, let me live my life. From that party not long ago, just a few short years, to this current Democrat party that demands their critics be censored, demands even a hearing in front of the Congress be censored. And it all was, um, there was a process. You think about the things that happen in schools, not just in higher education, but high schools, elementary schools. And we've noticed as time goes along that more and more things get pulled out. And no, I don't mean the don't say gay bill where they're pulling out books because they got the word gay in it. I'm talking about important historical facts. Over time, You've been convinced, ah, that's ah, that's a little touch. It's a little too graphic. We're not going to teach that part of history. Or why don't we just take this part of history and we tweak it a little bit? That was all part of a process. That was all part of a plan to then twist history and take out pieces of history so we could get down the road, and when you say George Orwell to the average person on the street... They're like, ah, it just sounds familiar, but I don't really know who that is. Totalitarianism, I, I mean, I don't know. Sounds probably like a good thing. I don't know. A process of dumbing down a generation, and then that generation, not knowing any better, will end up dumbing down the next generation. Until we can get to a point where history is completely irrelevant, the mistakes of the past are unknown because we had whitewashed it generation after generation, little bit by little bit, to where the government can convince you that something like censorship is actually a good thing. Something like, I don't know, digital currency is a good thing. It's good. It's going to make your life easy and convenient. That's what. That's the pitch on everything, right? Yeah, just do this. Give us this little bit of power. We're going to make your life so much easier. We're going to give you safety in exchange. And as you know, if you exchange your freedoms or your liberty for safety, you deserve neither. That's the process. They've been slowly doing it over the years, and they've had a handful of critics, but most everybody's like, communism? They're not going to install communism in the U.S. They're not going to be censoring people because of their political beliefs. They're not going to be rounding up political opponents and throwing them in jail. A president throwing his top political opponent in prison? Come on, dude. That's a movie. That's, That's a storybook, man. That's, that's not real life. That's not going to happen. Not in the U.S., not in America. But that's where we are. We are there today. Because they have twisted and they have hidden and buried so many parts of our history that show us exactly what this is and exactly what they're trying to do. And we're letting them do it. That's the scary part. And if you push back, they censor you. If you push back, they claim you're a racist, a bigot, a homophobe, a transphobe. Those things qualify you to get censored. And qualify you to get removed from society altogether. To get canceled You can't speak out on social media. You can't have your TV show. You can't have your podcast, your YouTube channel. COVID disinformation. You can't. You can't talk about it. You've got to go with the official narrative. Whatever Dr. Fauci said, stick with it, or you're going to lose your YouTube channel. Now, RFK... Over the past week, was in some sort of meeting with a handful of people. And he made uh, the comments that COVID, and let me tread lightly here. Maybe, maybe I should just play the clip, because if I say it, YouTube's probably going to claim that it's my statement and not a quote, and then they're going to end up banning my, my channel. So I, I don't want these to be my words. I'm going to allow these to be... RFK Jr.'s words. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I'm just doing this in real time. Uh, He claimed that he had seen research that showed COVID-19 was an engineered bioweapon that was... Let me type this out. Bioweapon... Again, I'm just thinking this through because I could just I could see myself getting freaking banned and I'm not going to be happy about it if that happens. So here's the meeting. And this is him talking again. He says he's seen research that shows COVID-19 was created in a way to affect some groups of people based on race, based on ethnicity and not affect certain groups of people quite as much. This is what the left has been running with all week long and leading up to this hearing. Listen.
1: You talk about bioweapons. The level, I know a lot now about bioweapons because I've been doing a book on it for the past two and a half years. And, um, uh, and you know, the, the, what we the technology that we now have, all develop these microbes, we we've put... We, hundreds of millions of dollars into uh, ethnically targeted microbes. The Chinese have done the same thing. In fact, COVID-19, there's an argument that it is ethnically targeted. COVID-19 attacks certain races um, Disproportionately, the, uh, the, the, the the races that are most immune, immune to COVID nineteen are because of the, of the structure of the uh, um, the genetic structure um, uh, uh, genetic differentials among different races of the um, of the receptors of the ACE two receptor. Um, COVID nineteen is targeted to attack. Uh, Caucasians and uh, and uh, and uh, black people. The people who are most immune are Ashkenazi Jews and uh, and Chinese. And but no, we don't know whether it was deliberately targeted at or not. But there are papers out there that show the you know the um, the racial and ethnic differential and kind of impact to that. We do know that the Chinese are spending hundreds of millions of dollars developing ethnic bioweapons. and we are developing ethnic bioweapons. That's what all those labs in the Ukraine are about. They're collecting Russian DNA. They're collecting...
0: Ethnic bio-weapons. Now, I don't know how much you guys trust your government to not do some shady stuff like that. But I sure don't. <laughs> and as he explains... That not only are the Chinese doing it, but we're doing it. And these viruses are created to attack people based on their ethnicity. I mean, doesn't seem that far out there. It's proven that China does it. That's out there. That's in the news. We know. And they use this for warfare or plan on using it for warfare. We also know there's bio labs in Ukraine. We were lied to about it and then finally they admitted. RFK Jr. says that those bio labs in Ukraine are being used for that very thing. Seems like a, a fair argument. I mean, you hear that and you're like, okay, well, at least let's entertain it. Like, let's, let's look further into it. You don't have to believe the guy. I mean, it does sound... Like some sci-fi mess, but at least that's kind of a big deal. I think we should probably look into it to see if it's true, because it could spell the end of humanity, at least based on your race. So let's look into it. But no, 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 not the Democrats. The Democrats didn't hear a concerning message that needs to be looked into from RFK Jr. there. What they heard is Racism. That's right. RFK Jr. is being racist because he says that black people and white people are more affected by COVID-19 than Asian and Jewish people.
2: Why are we here? Why? Why would the Republican leadership in the committee majority give a hearing and a platform to the witnesses today, specifically to Mr. Kennedy, a man who has recently claimed that COVID-19 is targeted to attack Caucasians and black people. And before that, in his film, Medical Racism, The New Apartheid, that film stated that COVID-19 vaccines do not work for black children because of their, quote, kick ass kind of immune system. That hyper superhuman subhuman kind of language
0: subhuman that sounds like a compliment to me you're saying they got superhuman immune system hey man hey man i'm just if, if if rfk were to say to me hey because you're a pasty white man and a redneck a southerner you got a pretty good immune system all that playing outside you did when you were a kid You're good to go. That's a compliment. That's not subhuman. That's like, ah, I got a better immune system than other people. But no, don't tell that to the Democrats. That is racist. It's racist that he would compliment a black person's immune system. And it's also racist that he would be concerned that there's a virus out there that is going to negatively affect black people more than it would Chinese people. As far as COVID-19 would go, with that virus being created in Wuhan, it would make sense that they were like, hey, let's make sure this doesn't affect our guys. But if that's the case, again, YouTube, I'm not saying it was created in a lab. I'm not saying anything. I'm just talking about what the... Man, I'm, I'm gonna get banned. Um... But it's too late, so it's fine. You would think that the your, your, your human instincts, your human reflex would be, holy crap, that sounds horrible. Let's look into that. But no, it's all about race. Everything's about race. Even Donald Trump's indictment on the January 6th gimmick from Jack Smith, that's racist as well. Did you know that? Remember over the weekend, Jack Smith sent a letter on Sunday to Trump's lawyers and said, hey, uh, Donald Trump's got four days to appear in front of a grand jury for these January 6th charges. He's going to have to testify in front of this grand jury because we've got several things that uh, we want to charge him with. One of those... One of those charges is a Civil War-era violation. A Civil War-era violation that was created to go after the KKK. As MSNBC explained this morning on Morning Joe, it's the perfect charge for somebody like Donald Trump.
2: Part of what's so disturbing here is these new charges that we uh, that may be coming uh, that we now know of in this target letter that suggest that the president uh, may be prosecuted um, under a, a section of the U.S. code that was enacted to go after Klan members and Southern whites in the wake of the Civil War, you know, during Reconstruction, um, who were intimidating black voters and Republican white voters across the South at the time. You know that is so interesting and so important. It's significant because at the heart of Donald Trump's lies and at the heart of the lie of Trumpism is really this idea that only certain kinds of Americans are really part of the dem- democracy, that only certain voters are legitimate voters, that some people who are part of our, who are citizens actually, um, you and I would obviously recognize that, really shouldn't be recognized as equal citizens under the law or in the eyes of their fellow countrymen. And that is what's so dangerous about this. It's this idea that the country is really only a country for certain people, white men, Christians, etc. That is what's so dangerous about this. And that is kind of what has fueled so much of the political hatred, the fear, and unfortunately, political violence.
0: Yeah, that's right. Political violence from the Trumpers, from the MAGA people. This is all about white people being more important than everybody else. That's why we got to use the Klan law against Donald Trump. Everything's racist. Everything is racist. Not to mention, how do we find out about these charges? How do we find out about this particular charge? Well, two reasons. One, it was leaked by the special counsel's office. Two, we got to have a cover-up for what's going on with Joe and Hunter Biden because it's all getting put out there right now. Every bit of it. As a matter of fact, from Tuesday's hearing, what is today? Wednesday? Or maybe it was yesterday. From yesterday's hearing on the Hunter Biden deal, Marjorie Taylor Greene, because Democrats couldn't seem to keep their attention on the issue, Marjorie Taylor Greene brought some illustrative examples to show the audience as the IRS agents were testifying of Hunter Biden's utter corruption. Again, these are a little bit graphic.
3: I would like to uh, present this to the committee. This is showing Hunter Biden paying for a victim's United flight from LA to Dulles. This was a I believe this is a violation of the Mann Act. This is Hunter Biden's... This is his uh, proof that he bought the ticket. He bought it for this woman right here. Um, she. He flew her from Los Angeles to Washington on June 14th, flew her back to uh, Los Angeles, California on June 15th of 2018. And I would like to... Um, Point out that if he was purchasing her a plane ticket for sex and traveling across state lines, do you believe that to be a violation of the man Act, Mr. Ziegler? So I can talk to specifically what's in my tran- or what's in my transcript regarding the man Act. So I know we were compiling the information together.: Yes, but we- Mr. Ziegler travel as, as the law states by the by the code of the law it states traveling paying someone to go across state lines. Is, is prostitution. It's a violation of the Maine Act. Let me just move on just one more, one more second here. Uh, so when, when Hunter Biden paid for this woman to do this with him, to travel across state lines from California to Washington, D.C. on June 15th, This is a violation of the Mann Act.
0: That is definitely what we call trafficking. And not like Andrew Tate trafficking. This is like legitimately trafficking. Not not even potential trafficking. This is like real, real deal. Here's more of Marjorie Taylor Greene. And again, I hope I don't get a strike. I hope I don't get a strike. Don't strike me on YouTube. Don't strike me on YouTube.
3: I would like to talk with you both about Hunter Biden and his tax write-offs with his law firm, Owasco. I would like to ask, uh, Mr. Ziegler, when did you start your investigation and your testimony? It was November 2018. Is that correct? Yes or no? Yes, that's correct. Thank you. During your testimony with the, House, with the House Ways and Means Committee, you stated that through bank records you identified Hunter Biden was paying prostitutes related to a potential prostitution ring. Is that correct? Yes or no? Yes, that is correct. I have also reviewed those same bank reports, commonly referred to as SARS, suspicious activity reports, and I am very troubled by them. We read thousands of them in the Treasury. This particular excerpt from a SARS report talks about human trafficking uh, and in regards to Hunter Biden and Owasco and, and payments he was making. What's even more troubling to me is that the Department of Justice has brought no charges against Hunter Biden that will vindicate the rights of these women who are clearly victims under the law. Um, I would like to talk about, in your prior testimony, you stated that the prosecutorial team was investigating violations of the Mann Act. Is that correct, Mr. Ziegler?
2: That is correct.
3: Regarding the Mann Act, if a person is transported across state lines for sexual activity, such as prostitution, that could be a violation of a federal law. Is that correct? Uh, I actually recently looked at the federal law regarding Mann Act, and I believe that that is correct. That that is correct.
0: That's uh, trafficking. Uh, Imagine Don Jr., and I know this is kind of a cliche thing to do these days, but think about Don Jr. Think about any Republican, for that matter, that gets busted for trafficking. Like, real-deal trafficking. Imagine what would happen. There there wouldn't be investigations. There wouldn't be hearings about it. It would be done and over with. That's it. You're done, Cuzzy. That's it. Your life would be ruined. You'd be thrown in prison and it would be called a day. But not the Bidens. You thought the Clinton. You thought the Clinton family, the Clinton crime family was powerful. I don't know that we've ever seen anything quite like this. This is on another level. And I hope people are waking up to it. I hope people are paying attention. And it's on people like you that watch this podcast and consume other conservative media to help get the word out. Ask your friends, tell your tell your friends, hey, you know, check this out or talk to them straight up. You know, it's hard When you got friends that either don't pay attention or they're on the other side of the aisle, a lot of times they'll be resistant to you saying, hey, I want you to watch this. This guy does a really good job explaining. They usually don't want to hear that. We've all got people like that in our lives. But try to get to where you're comfortable talking to them one-on-one. Not in an argumentative way because that's going to get you nowhere. But just sit down and talk to them. Ask them questions. Fill them out. See where their point of view is. And then try to take a tactic, take a take a turn to work your way in there. Make them make them think, make them understand that you're on their side, that you just want to help them understand. And I think we can make a lot of progress. One more thing before I get out of here. I came across this viral clip, and it's out of Germany. And as we've seen as of late, there's been a lot of environmental uh, 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 activist goofballs that are going around and they're blocking roads we had that guy recently a couple couple of people uh, like glued their hands to the concrete and they couldn't get them off they thought they were gonna have to amputate their hand or whatever else uh it's a wonder we don't have more activists that turn out to be road because when you're interrupting people's normal lives especially when their job depends on it you could be running late run into uh, a traffic jam that's being held up by global warming activists, and you're already having a bad day, it's just going to take one person that's going to say, you know what, I'm just driving right through it. But in Germany, in Germany, they weren't having none of it. These people started getting out of their cars and dragging people off the road. One woman, listen to me, there was one woman that started dragging these activists buy their hair to get them out of the road. Check this out. There you go. Get him out of there.
1: Look at this
0: little painsy dude. Yeah, there you go, lady. I don't know what she's saying, but I agree with her. Get him out of here. No, dude, yeah, just run him over. Run him over. Uh-oh. Oh, she's coming back. Oh, got him by the hand. Oh god! Dude, I'm from, the, I'm from the line of thinking. Just beat the stew out of them, man. I'm, I'm good with it. I'm sick of these people. I have yet to run across environmental activists blocking the roadway. And it's because I live in Alabama. There's a reason activists don't block roadways in Alabama. People are not that good at driving here. Uh, but it's the same reason that Antifa... BLM writers and everything else don't come and do that in Alabama because it would last for about two minutes and then it'd be over with. That's it. What was this song? Jason Aldean. He just put a song out. Uh, Try that in my small town. That's the truth, Cuzzy. (laughs) that's the truth. They ain't going to bring that in this small town. All right, I'm out of here. Thank y'all again for hanging out. Make sure you like, share, comment, help us get in the algorithm. And uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new hot takes. And until then, see your Cook!